windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. These Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Hunter Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nothing spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos in the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Totally agree with the last bite. He has no talent. We are in Mike Gallagher's basement. I kid you. I know we're really not. We're on campus of. If my basement was this nice, I might never leave it. I'm telling you, first of all, this table. We got still a table. Solid oak. Very nice. We will get that at some point in time. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher. There was an internet problem on campus that has been solved. We're 15 minutes late. We appreciate those of you tuning in very patiently on Facebook Live. We do have a jam-packed show for you. We'll be talking to the head coach of Mars Hill, or actually Mike Gallagher got a chance to talk to Tim Clifton, the head coach of the Lions, and he'll break down his squad, maybe talk about the Bucks a little bit going into Saturday night's matchup. We'll talk about the five things you need to know going into that. Uh, game on Saturday night at 7.30, the season opener for head coach Randy Sanders. We'll also hear from Scott Carter, and we'll have a new segment. We'll debut four downs, and we'll talk about Crazy Coach Thursday. That'll get started next week because our crazy coach is on the golf course all of this week. He has an annual trip. I think it's garbage he didn't take the time to uh, reschedule. Now, he goes with 20 eight, There's he, him and 27 other people go on the same golf trip every year, Ryder Cup style. And the 27 other people were just not interested in moving for Santa well, and the sidekick. And I thoroughly think that's garbage. But that's just me. It's who, just me. who can't take 15 minutes away from the golf course? I mean, ride in the cart, throw your ball up onto the green, putt with one hand, and Listen, then you're back I, to the end. It's I've 15 seen him minutes. Play. He's going to be in the woods at some point in time. Why not just take the Say time? Say you're to talk looking to for him? your ball. Well, here's the deal. How fun would it be if he's like, hey, uh, guys, uh, you know, he's talking, he's going through it. He's like, could you hang on? You know, I've got 145 yards here. I'm going to hit a six iron. Let's see what happens. And then get the bleep button ready because there'll probably be a lot of <laughs> obscenities right after the shot. That's a solid point by Mike Gallagher. So, lots to talk about here on Santos and the Sidekick, episode four. Uh, we do apologize for yesterday had some issues. Again, this is brand new to us, too. We're trying to get it going. But we, we do think we've got it figured out and what we're doing. Certainly the audio is working today. and we I don't know that the video is that important to people because you have to stare at us quite a bit. Um, Probably have it in the background. I mean, if we could stare at Mike more than me, that would be fine. I have no issues with that. that. I mean, he's single. He's looking, right? I'm not going to get into that on this podcast. Oh, please <laughs> let me get into that. Him and Trey Adams back in the studio. We should have a segment where I help you guys out. In your pathetic love life. <laughs> wow. Um, I'd like to thank people for sticking with us because, obviously, this being a new venture, we have had some bumps along the road these first couple of days. But ironically, then, we're over in a new spot as we are here today, and I, I like how it's looking. 
but we have something where we haven't been ready 15 minutes ahead of time before. Now, of course, we're ready 15 minutes ahead of time. Something out of our control happens, and we go on 15 minutes late. So it's been a bit of a struggle, but very happy that you come back with Sandos and the Sidekick. And always remember that if you cannot get the live stream on Facebook, on SoundCloud.com, Sandos and the Sidekick, we've got the first three episodes there. Episode 4 will be up shortly. Just to uh, talk about the Mars Hill game, because we're going to talk to Scott Carter. You're going to have some sound bites. I don't know if you have the sound bite of his actual talking about the touchdown, but he actually scored a touchdown in 2002. I don't. I don't. Versus he, he didn't want it. He didn't want the pub. So I, said, so I said, I'll save it. I'm not going to use it on the show. But we have it in the holster just in case we ever want it. Yeah, just just also want to bring it up because it looks like he's uh, tuned in as well. A very talented, one of the best wide receivers actually to come through ETSU, Cecil Moore. Wow. Uh, actually in that game had 93 yards uh, receiving a 38-yard touchdown pass from Deshaun Gamble. I'm sure he remembers that well. And uh, Simo gets a lot of play on our regular game broadcast for the simple reason that Matt Wiljum, the quarterback that – threw him a lot of touchdown passes in that 01 season. Talks about it quite a bit, that it was just a throw it up and let Cecil go and get it. Dynamic combination. Yep. Well, when the Bucks upset number one Georgia Southern, there was a lot of passes that were thrown. And uh, me being in the stands for that, thinking, what is Willie doing? And then, you know, Simo goes up over three guys, pulls it down, and next thing you know, Six points are on the board, and that happened a lot. So I'm from Minnesota, and they used to have the Randy ratio, and Randy Moss was there, the old Mike Tice. We're going to throw it oh, deep 40% of the time. Yeah, about sure. Now that didn't happen, but with Cecil, you'd have to come up with something like, you know, more is more, in, something like in that. In fairness, they did that at Marshall. They did that at Minnesota, well, Oakland, New England, anywhere, everywhere else he's yeah. played. Well, <laughs> Oakland, of course, up. Oakland found a way to not make it work, but every yeah, other place sure. worked. Well, that's, well, that was back when, you know, Al was still running the show, but we digress a little bit. Uh, we did mention a little bit of Scott Carter. He was on the coach's show yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you had a chance to talk to him for about, I'd say, 10 or 15 minutes that first segment before Randy Sanders came over after practice, and I think it's time to start hyping people up. I mean, we're about 48 hours, a little bit more than 48 hours away from kickoff for the 2018 season, and that's 7.30, of course, on Saturday night at William B. Green Jr. Stadium, and an easy lead-in here. If you want tickets, they are still available. We only got a few hundred tickets that are are still remaining, so we're really looking for a great crowd in there on Saturday night. I think the weather's going to cooperate, be a beautiful setting for us, and and, uh, the students have just really been excited about this as well. They've they've picked up a ton of tickets, and they've got an event over at the stadium actually tonight where I think uh, uh, they'll actually run out of the the actual ticketed student seats. Uh, We don't turn students away, though, so even if they don't get a hard ticket for a seat, they can show their ID, come into the game, make a lot of noise. Obviously, we've got that berm in the north end zone that can seat several thousand people, so uh, it's a student's facility. We want them loud and proud and having a good time on Saturday night. So that, of course, specifically for students. If you want to get to the game, you're not going to be turned away. There will be plenty of seating there for you. And I honestly think, Jay, if I were a student, I would want to watch it from kind of that berm area. It's just a very relaxed atmosphere, but you also can still feel the intensity of the stadium. You've got the video board across from you, so you can really experience everything that Stephen May and his crew are putting together and uh, all the great camera work and really feel like you're really part of the action, even though the berm, you are like kind of right on top of the game, but you can also uh, get kind of those bigger scenes that you otherwise may not get if you're a little bit up in the stands more. But tickets are still available, and it shouldn't just start at the game. We're talking a whole day affair, and a full great day is planned by ETSU Athletics. The Buck Walk will be at 515. Of course, kickoff's at 730. Uh, a lot of great fun we're going to be doing with the tailgating. Got a few surprises for some people. I think they're going to really enjoy it. Uh, it's kind of obviously college football's opening weekend, so we've got a few surprises for our fans in the tailgating areas. Food City Zone, of course, opened several hours before the game as well. Uh, I've got a little gift for all the fans when they come in. It'll be in their seats waiting on them when they come into the game. And uh, like you said, fireworks, hopefully there's a lot. I'd like to think that we shoot them all during the game, but, uh, but we are planning on a little post-game fireworks show as well and looking forward to that. Now, you have the chance to be more a part of 
the actual game day atmosphere than myself. I'm down in the radio studio kind of getting ready for the radio broadcast, and it is uh, quite a big one. We've got about five hours of coverage jam-packed in there that will start at 6 p.m. on Saturday night, but you get to see the game day atmosphere firsthand. So tell people if they haven't been out there what to expect when it comes to the buck walk, tailgating, and everything going up to the game. Well, the first thing is I can be bought, so I know where the good <laughs> tailgates are so I can sample. Every man uh, has his price. That's right, yeah. uh, you know, and, and clearly I'm chubby and I'm fine with that. Uh, but if they have something – uh, of note that I would want to eat, I always stop at my favorite five. And I've got five or six of them, and they, they know it. The other thing is, um, it, it's like anything you'd imagine. It's good fun. I mean, you know, people have their tents going. they got the barbecues going. they got the grill. Whether they make it or they bring it in, they've got the food. It's it's a good weekend for people to get together, to have any either old teammates to see each other. What I like about it is you have some fans, you have some alumni, you have students that are down in that lot you can also talk to. Former players are down there. For me, it's great because I get to meet with all of them. And I'm answering the same questions. That's the other thing. I can't get through the parking lot without, you know, four or five questions about the game and all that. And that's great. I love to talk ETSU football and promote it. And if it's a former player, I love to talk to them about different things, about their time, what they're doing. It's time to catch up. But, you know, it's just a great way, like, for me, my wife, kids, my uh, in-laws are there. Some family friends are there. They set up. They, they go. And, you know, it's a good chance to, to just get and play and, and do things, get the kids a little worn out so you get them in the stadium and hopefully they're calmed down. But I, I think it was what was missing, and I think a lot of Buck fans know that, that that was the issue that uh, they were having was the fact, you know, you really couldn't tell. It wasn't just, um, you know, there was no alcohol on campus and all that. Now it's put in a cup and, and mm-hmm. no questions. You know, as long as you're, you're not well, – what's the old senior? As long as you're not an idiot, nobody says anything. So it's not just that. It, it's just a matter of, you know, there wasn't that atmosphere of people coming hours before games. Mm-hmm. Now people have elaborate tailgates and – I think Darren Caldwell probably is one of the better ones because you have the big box truck that's going. Carnegie Hotel, Adam Walton's desperately killing me to mention that because I do steal their food quite a bit. <laughs> and uh, Dottie Stump's on there. I steal her food quite a bit No as shock well. there, right? So, yeah, I, I find out you where those tailgates chubby, are. Yeah. I'm fine. Yes, yes. And they know that. I mean, they yeah. know that I'm going to mention them because they feed me. I The one thing about baseball I used to like, one time I mentioned that somebody had brought me food and then parents of the players and grandparents would make specialty things and bring them to the game to the point where John Stevens, my old uh, partner, I would let John do several innings just so I could eat. Like, and then he would ask me to consummate professional and, oh, as yeah. you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I can be bought with food. Right. I'm I'm fine with that. I accept that. So, I think it's it, it's great. And then you get the buck walk. So you get there. Let, let's say you're there. Now, I love the people there at 8 a.m. for a 7.30 kick. That's usually not That's what it is. die hard, But though. people get there maybe 3, 4 o'clock so they can cook and eat dinner. 5.15, the buck walk gets going. That's always a special event. The band, the team, cheerleader, spirit, all that. They get kind of going. That gets you revved up. Go back to your tailgate for a little bit, and then you start tearing down. You get into the stadium about an hour, you know, 30 minutes beforehand, and, and then hopefully it's a, it's a good college football atmosphere, a good college football uh, experience. I think last year, uh, talking to the folks that were at the Citadel, that they really struggled because of how well the crowd was into, especially the student section down on that end, how much they really struggled getting the plays in at halftime. They worked on different signals that they normally don't do just to get plays called. And, and so I found that interesting that that's a home field advantage that the Bucks didn't have. Um, you know, they did back in 96, that, that magical run in the, in the um, FCS playoffs. But really, other than that, they had a hard time kind of 
getting that home field advantage, of getting 8,000 people really engaged in the game. And, and now certainly I think that is an atmosphere that they do have. And, I mean, if you need to get out there, Mike, at 3 o'clock and walk there, I mean, you know, I'll let you out for 30 minutes and I'm going to make you go back. Thank you for releasing me from hey, the buddy, cage. I appreciate it. The radio studio is down in a basically closet, not to break the fourth wall here, but that's where we broadcast everything from back in the studio and out to our affiliates. So uh, it is nice to see the light of day because there are no windows. Uh, one more from Scott here. I think this is just a good all-encompassing statement about the week itself and the game coming up, and so much is appreciated from ETSU Athletics, from Scott and everyone here for fan support. We appreciate everybody's support. I think, you know, we, uh, we're living in some wonderful times in ETSU athletics and our fan base and our alumni base, our student base are, are just tremendous. And, and we, we look forward to showing you a great time at all of our home contests. Uh, but travel on the road. Support the Bucks on the road. Uh, get get uh, to any ball game that you can, any contest that you can. The kids feel your energy. They appreciate your energy. The coaches do the same thing. And uh, we're, we're, we're taking great pride in what we're doing. Very, very excited about it. The academic success has been absolutely tremendous. We, we had some fun last night. I will say that. We had, we had a little family photo last night. It was a lot of fun. We got everybody together and had a little ice cream party at the stadium. And it was a fun little social event to get all of our kids together. To, uh, it was kind of the one night, I think, of a, just about the whole semester that we could have everybody all in one place. And, and, uh, and just really had a lot of fun being a big Buccaneer family. So uh, appreciate being uh, – being a part of this family and very, very thankful for it and encourage people to come out and support us. Uh, like I said, we're, we're, we're closing in on just a few hundred seats remaining on Saturday night, and uh, you mentioned that phone number a minute ago, 439-3878. Uh, get your tickets. Put on your, put on your gold. It's a gold out. Uh, we need to mention that as well. Put on your gold. Make a bunch of noise, and uh, as you said, let's set off some fireworks. So if we're pumping you up, there it is. A few hundred seats still available. Got to get in the door and see William B. Green Jr. Stadium if you haven't been there. Such a great facility. Um, obviously, you know, it, it didn't come without a, a pretty big financial cost that I think even early on people would say has been 100% worth it. Oh, I, I think there's no doubt. I, I thought it was ironic because it always works out that way. The biggest complaint, you know, for a lot of people with football at ETSU was it was indoors. And, you know, we're in the south. It's got to be outdoors. got to go. And then the very first game in September 2nd last year, it was just unseasonably chilly. It was rainy. It was nasty. Three games last year it rained, but we still – you know, the fans didn't lie to us. You know, they said they still wanted to come when it was outdoors. They still made it to those games. And so uh, it's the weather, and I haven't double-checked it today, but certainly it looks like it's supposed to be beautiful. I think only a 10%, 20% chance of rain, 88 degrees is the high. By the time kick, it's supposed to be down to about 80 and just should be low 70s by the time uh, the game wraps up. So it should be perfect weather. Uh, shouldn't be in the sun at, at 730. Should be setting at that point. It's going to be a gorgeous sight that night. Five things you need to know. And they already mentioned the ticket information. We've said it several times, the, the 439-3878-439-ETSU. Uh, but it is a gold out. There's fireworks after the game. So you have a gold shirt. You need to do that. If not, there's several places you can get it, and they do sell. There is a bookstore set up out by the parking garage, I think right in between lot 21 and 22, if I'm not mistaken. So you can get your gear there as well. It is still a clear bag policy. They were a little loose last year. They encouraged that they try to hand out clear bags. This year is a hard clear bag, so make sure you have a clear bag to get in. Uh, tailgating will open at 8 o'clock. The Food City Fun Zone will be in between 21 and 22 in the intramural fields right there. Uh, and, of course, that will be several hours before the game. And then the Buck Walk, as we mentioned just a little bit, there is a Pepsi stage and a Ford uh, Super Screen. And so they got a lot of things going on. Uh, so you can watch games from around the country as well. 
that's in lot 21. So a lot of things going on. Buckwalt's 515. Awesome. Oh. It's 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 great. It's why if you're going to bring football back, you're going to do everything. This is why you're going to do it. This is how you want to do it right. Well, and I specifically like that aspect of it is that you have the super screen. You can watch the games from around the country. So there's going to be a ton of uh, I guess in Eastern Time Zone 3:30 games, noon games where I don't know when they're firing that up, but those huge games from around the country because there are a few, and we'll talk about a couple of them later on in the show. You want to still be engaged with everything else that's going on. You don't want to be in a little bit of a bubble, and I think at some places with tailgating, that's kind of how it can be unless you bring your own screens and have the whole electricity thing going on and you're hooked up and watching on different screens that you brought yourself, but to provide that service, I think to me would appeal huge, and I'm almost considering quitting and going to do that, doing that on Saturday, so just <laughs> please, be please aware. If the resignation comes Saturday morning, <laughs> you'll know why. Again, I can let you go from 8 a.m. to 3.30, and then you got to go to the studio. Yeah, but you mentioned the tailgate, you know, the kind of person yeah. I am. I should probably just stay in the studio. Oh, well, that's fair. I can't. I can't argue that. Right. So uh, we'll step us out for a timeout. Now, you had a chance to talk to head coach uh, Tim Clifton. Absolutely. Yeah, a great guy, very knowledgeable, um, an old war horse of football. I love these kind of guys. They're meat and potatoes, you know, a kind of philosophy, and, and you can tell that they've come up in football and been around it for quite some time. So I have about 10 minutes with him uh, when we come back. All right, we're going to step us out for a timeout. We'll have more of Sandos and the Sidekick. You're watching the podcast on Facebook Live. Don't forget, you can download us on iTunes, subscribe, also on SoundCloud as well. Sandos and the Sidekick will continue right after this timeout on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hey, hey, everyone settle down. What's all the commotion about? There's a new instant game launching in August? It's only a dollar? And there are 12 different versions featuring 12 different dogs? Celebrate the dog days of summer with a new Lucky Dog Instant Game. Collect the whole litter today, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Citizens Bank and our growing lending team are excited to support the game broadcasts of the ETSU Buccaneers. We are proud to provide a lineup of options that fit the needs of local businesses, whether it's an expansion loan, remote deposit service, SBA loan, or Treasury Management Services, we can help your business grow. Visit our website or your local Citizens Branch to speak with a qualified lender to learn more. From everyone at Citizens Bank, Go Bucks! Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! I feel like day after day it's all the same. I know there's more out there. I, I just can't reach out and grab it. <laughs> Does that sound crazy? Um, no, but I'm a butcher. Perhaps a nice seafood dinner would help? Gosh, that sounds great. Excellent. I'll steam some shrimp for you. Really? No one's ever said that before. At Food City, our butchers can't solve your existential crisis, but they can offer a ton of other great services you won't find at most other grocery stores. Butchers make it better. Only at Food City. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. 
Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Jay Sandoz, Mike Gallagher back on Sandoz and the sidekick as the Saturday night opener, Mars Hill, the Lions, come across Sam's Gap to take on ETSU. Six o'clock pregame show on the Buccaneer Sports Network. The whole crew, well, actually not the whole crew. Uh, Robert Harper, a normal sideline report, will be over on ESPN Plus, filling in for David Jackson, who can't make it this week. But uh, Harper and Mark Hutzel, Yesterday's mystery guest will have the call on ESPN Plus, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Uh, I got to start writing those down. So That'd be a good idea. Sure. I, you, you would think. Yeah. Uh, I'm more worried about radio. I'm a radio guy. You know, Clearly. I'd rather everybody listen to me because I'm just that. They fan. can judge by the mug. You're sure. Of course, guy, yes. of course. So, um, but we won't have Harper. But we'll have Don Hellman to be on the sidelines. Matt Wilson be with me, and then of course uh, Trey Adams, Jacob Townsend, and Mike Gallagher all kind of man in the studio. Back six o'clock again, airtime, seven thirty kick. But you had a chance to talk to the head coach of the Mars Hill line, Tim Clifton. Yeah, enjoyed the conversation, and uh, we'll get into kind of a little bit of everything regarding this matchup. It's, uh, I mean, with this kind of talk, you know, you want to pick the brain of the opponent as much as you can. But more, I just wanted to kind of learn about also where he's coming from from his program over the last, you know, twenty-five years now, and how he feels about the program this year, and philosophically how he thinks things are going to go. Is he more of a personnel type coach, or is he going to be the same type of tempo type offense that it looks like in the stats so i had about 10 minutes with him and uh, trey go ahead and kick it to coach coach thanks for the time and welcome thank you thanks for having me i would uh, just like to give you a chance off the top here to detail your familiarity going against dtsu you've coached against the bucks before but football looks a bit different this time around with the new stadium here in johnson city second iteration of football a ton of differences what are your memories of etsu well, I remember the the, the dome. <laughs> we played in that several times years ago, and uh, uh, I just remember going in there and, and coaching against uh, you know different coaches there. Uh, each time, it seemed like there was a different guy in there at the time, and uh, but it, it was a neat experience to go in there and play. Um, but well, we're really looking forward to playing in the new stadium. I'd say the dome very unique. Would you agree? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was different. I mean, you know, it was. Um, it was a tough place to prepare to play, and uh, and it was the old turf, which uh, you know people had back then, and uh, so it was a little different. You had to find shoes to put on the wear in there, and and uh, we 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 
wear tennis shoes and things of that nature. And then it, that was enclosed, so you had to get in there and try to catch the ball and see where any gl glitches were, you know. But uh, it was a neat experience, you know, and uh, we had some really good games over there back then. Yeah, that old turf was razor thin. It couldn't have felt too good to land too hard on that turf. Uh, how do you assess ETSU now? When you look across the field at Randy Sanders at William B. Green Jr. Stadium on Saturday night, what did tape show you, and where do you see areas where your team will look to have some success? I mean, heck, I guess there is no tape out there yet on this bunch that you will see, but what do you expect to see from Coach Sanders after coming over from the University of Miami? Well, I think the biggest thing for for us is uh, we weren't able to get any film, you know, on their offense because it hadn't been hadn't been put out there yet. Uh, but we expect them to to do multiple things, you know, uh, and and to get in multiple sets and and try to find where where the creases are where they can put the ball and just like everybody else, it's just that you just didn't have any film to work on to get you know to get an idea of what they we're gonna do you know now now you know yeah you, you try to put together what uh, what he's done in the past what they've done there and, and also in the in the past and, and see if you can't put it together you know and uh, now defensively you, you know they're gonna uh, be sort of close to what what they've done and uh, you know Billy Taylor he's he's coached everywhere and, and I believe in, in the Southern Conference and uh, he and I go way back Back uh, to days earlier, you know, when he, when we played ETSU, so uh, you know he's not going to change much, <laughs> except he loves to bring pressure, and we know that. So, uh, but but I think this group that that we've seen on film uh, is is the most talented group I've seen them have, I think, since I've been here. So you kind of alluded to it a bit, but when you are in this unique situation of new coach, new quarterback, some new weapons on the outside, you do have some returners on both sides of the ball for ETSU, but when you don't have any tape, when you do have a new guy coming in from elsewhere, do you just kind of try and piece it together from what you've seen in years past and the tape that is out there from those years and also what you know about those individual players that are their standouts? Yeah, and you, you know, you just try to um, – you work uh, – trying to just find as much information as you can on offensive coaches and and their thinking and, and what what they're thinking and and you have to work from there you're working a little bit in the dark though really you know and uh, but then for, for them to uh, bring in a transfer QB and, and he beats Austin out I mean uh, that, that that just tells you that they're really strong at the quarterback position and then Holmes at running back you know it, it, what you see on film is a very talented guy you know and and then they're anchored by their center you know he's a senior and so many of those guys are fourth year and fifth year seniors and I think when you get that um, going on for you you have a chance to win a lot of football games Let's go to your team now. If you were to, to describe your offensive scheme to someone that hasn't attended a Mars Hill football game yet, how would you characterize it? Well, it's, um, you know, every year it takes, it, it, it takes on a new, you, you see how, what's, what's going to be your, your best way to move, move the football. Now, you have, you have your own uh, primary plan and what you want to do. And, uh, 
you know, we've always uh, been a really good running football team uh, until a year ago, last year, first year that we hadn't uh, been what, what I want to say is a, is, a, is a good running football team. So we had to rely on some receivers that we had a year ago and had to get the ball to them, and they were they were pretty talented, but uh, when you do that, you don't always control the football, and uh, what you want to do is, is, is find a way to move it, but you want to try to control the football and, and, and control the tempo, and uh, take what the defense gives you, but we're, we're a multiple offense, but we're, we, you know, you, you like to run the football. You're replacing your starting quarterback and top receiver this year, though just from looking at your roster last year, it does look like there are a lot of options on the ground back. So do you envision going back more to that run game this year and kind of going back to that philosophy that you talked about, just trying to run the ball? Well, I think you've got to find a mixture, and I think um, uh, when, you, when, you don't, when, you, when you just throw the football, um, you know, you, you, you don't always get what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that can run the football, they can find things they want to throw. Uh, but but we've got um, we've got some young backs that, that we like, and uh, and you know, and we, we'll have a quarterback that has some some experience. So you know, I, I think what happens is, is ETSU's defense is going they're going to pretty much dictate what you got to do. I mean, everybody you play this day and time tries to dictate something that they won't want to force you to do. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting just to see what uh, what they're going to try to take away and then what they, what they try to make you do. How about defense for you? Some struggles last season stopping the pass and the run. What part of that side of the ball looks strongest to you? Up near the front seven, stopping the run or back in the secondary? Well, I think we're better uh, in some areas. Um, we lost seven starters on defense uh, after the second game last year. Mm. Uh, when we played A&T, we came out of there with four starters out on defense and had already lost three during preseason. Mm. So we ended up playing the season with uh, a bunch of young guys, and, um, and a lot of those young guys will be back with a year of experience and game experience and uh, I think we're better in the secondary than we've been uh, in the last uh, several years so I, I think that's going to help us and we've got experienced linebackers uh, that, have, that have played a lot of football games so you know, I, I think we're still a little bit young in some areas but this is a very young football team that we have I think, it, I think we, can, we have speed but we're very young what are the advantages of having a younger football team? Is it that desire, that hunger to succeed and make sure that they're locking down that spot? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for them is if you can, if you can get a bunch of young guys and they'll play hungry and, and, and they stay hungry, you have a chance, you know, and I think that's what we're going to have to do. And they got to learn from each game, you know. Uh, uh, when you, you have a veteran football team, they they have been through, you know, been through it all, and they, they have learned from all the experiences. A young team has to learn basically play by play as you, as you go through the season, and then you want them to mature and, and not make the same mistakes that they made when they first started the season. Last one for you, Coach. Again, we really appreciate the time today. What are the keys for your team to have success on Saturday night? Well, I think uh, the 
the, the biggest thing, especially in the first game, is turnovers. You know, I mean, you just uh, early in the year like like this, the turnovers kill you, and the kicking game. I mean, I think those are the two biggest issues uh, that you that you face playing that first game, uh, especially with a bunch of young kids, is whether you can hold on to the football and then do a real good job in the kicking game. Well, Coach, thanks very much again for the time. We look forward to a great atmosphere Saturday night and to welcoming in Mars Hill. Thank you. Just a couple things that stood out to me from that conversation when he mentioned that he had seven starters on defense hurt after two games last year. So you look at the stats and say, well, those 36 points per game that they gave up last season, that makes a little bit more sense after getting knocked around by North Carolina A&T and losing three starters in preseason. And then the fact that he actually talked about wanting to run the ball a lot. You look at the stats last year and you say, well, they threw for over 300. They had problems running the ball. But he mentioned that when you just throw the ball, Coach Clifton talking about how you just can't have success in all the ways that you want to and that it sounds like, to me at least from that conversation, he's looking to get back to running the ball more this year. Well, and he certainly had an experienced quarterback last season where they've got a change there. The quarterback stepping in, uh, Alex Brown, just um, I think 20 passes all of last season. So a little bit of a young guy there. Um, They do lose what was their leading rusher, so we'll see how that goes. Now, the one advantage they do have, because they did chunk it around a lot, I think they're uh, four of the top five receivers from Mars Hill is back, including all-conference player and Rucker. Aside so, from their one big guy that had like 1,300 it, yards, yeah, and it, I think all the other rushers behind the leading rusher are back. Yeah, so R- Rucker is going to be back, and then all their kick return game, their kicker's back, so some other things that, that seems well, but this is what scare people about that type game, so they lost those guys in North Carolina A&T. They're going to open up this year, obviously, at ETSU. It's the same worry that ETSU will have the following week when they go play Tennessee or any you know when you step up a level you're all especially football you're very concerned about how do you come out of there if uh, our fans will remember I guess the uh was it 98 I think it was so 96 coming off that great year 97 had a pretty good playoff run well 98 I think they started at Miami mm. If it was 97 or 98, I'm maybe you're off. But they start Miami and lost so many stars. That was a team that went on and had Edron James, and you could name about wow. 20 pros yeah. uh, that were on that team. And, and, and it just decimated the Bucks from the start because they lost so many guys for the year, including the starting quarterback, Todd Wells, um, lost him for the year at that time. So there were a lot of things that you can see where, where Tim Clifton's coming from. You know, if you lose a lot of guys early, but you lost four against North Carolina A&T, which was a step up for them in a division play to, to the one the FCS 1AA level. Same thing, they could have an opportunity against ETSU to, to maybe, they're just trying to come out of there healthy, just like ETSU and Tennessee. Yes, Marshall's coming in here to try to beat ETSU. Yes, ETSU's trying to beat Tennessee. But both those teams, just as important in winning those games, they want to come out of those games as healthy as possible. Gosh, the Miami team, I'm just looking at Edron James, Najee Davenport, Scott Covington, the quarterback, maybe not as much of a household name, but Bubba Franks, Reggie Wayne, Santana Moss. Just, like, a, just, just a, a who's few, who. Just a few pros on that team. Oh, wow. the, Dan the, Morgan, Nate Webster on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. I mean, just ringers. Yeah, there's a couple, so please say. Well, we'll step out for a timeout. When we come back, we're going to tell you about Crazy Coach Thursday. We actually don't have our Crazy Coach this week, but we'll set up what that segment's going to look like uh, moving forward. You're, well, you're watching right this second, but if you're downloading the podcast, this is Sandos and the Sidekick, our fourth podcast of a daily podcast we'll do Monday through Friday this season, talking all things ETSU Southern Conference mid-major sports. And fun stuff. We'll have that a little later with four downs. Rhino steps out for a timeout. This is Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Nice Wonger Children's Hospital is proud to be the only hospital in the region dedicated to serving kids, teens, and their families. 
with over 20 subspecialists in pediatric medicine, as well as access to the Level 1 Trauma Center at Johnson City Medical Center, we are committed to providing hope and healing to you and your family. To learn more, visit NiceWongerChildrens.org. That's NiceWongerChildrens.org. The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Here's the deal. At Wendy's, every hamburger is made with fresh, never frozen beef. Now here's the big deal. You can get a day's double with a half pound of hot and juicy beef, along with small fries and a drink for just $5 when you download the Wendy's app. And the real deal? That's a whole lot of delicious Wendy's food for just $5. Download the app today. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulliken Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulliken's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Doormark, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulliken Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Hear from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. I got 22 excuses. 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. A red zone defense is like Oprah. Like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. We tried to recruit bigger, better players to come play for us, but they went to good schools. All aboard! <laughs> uh, I got a bunch of mama's boys right now, and uh, we just want buck up and bow our necks, and we got to get through that. We couldn't do diddly offensively. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hello? You play to win the game. I just hope we can win a game. Well, we didn't block it. But we made up for it by not tackling. Ben Wallace and Mo Williams fell down more than a baby learning to walk. But that's how it goes. John McKay was probably the most quotable coach, uh, at least on the football side of things. And 
We, we went back and listened to a couple. Oh, and it was we incredible. couldn't even narrow it down. Oh, they had the him mic'd up during a couple games. And it was just one game, and it wasn't just in media scrums. Like during the game, he's exactly the same way. Oh, we didn't block, but we made up for by not tackling. Uh, now we so clever. We couldn't find the famous one, which uh, everyone's <laughs> written about, but there's no actual audio of it. Which is where, in the midst of that Owen. 26 uh, and a two-year thing, you know, people asked Coach how he felt about your team's execution, and he said, I'm in favor of it. <laughs> so, anyways, the idea That's of so Crazy good. Coach Thursday, you heard some yeah. sound bites of coaches that clearly are not happy, they're angry, they whatever. And what we're going to do is find coach comments, basically give you some sound bites for the week. And if we don't have the sound bites, we'll, we'll just take the, the print version and read them. And then we're going to have our crazy coach uh, who will debut next week. I don't know if we want to give that away yet, but our crazy coach will debut next week. He's going. He's a former coach uh, he at the college level. He's been at the pro level. I'd say well-known around the area. He's, it's fair. He's well-known around our area and the Tri-Cities for sure. And the other thing is he's worked in media. So he's going to sort of decipher, although I think some of them will know exactly what the coach is talking about. But we'll try to get his opinion. What is that coach trying to say? So, we just have a couple examples of what that would be, and of course, coach isn't here with us. But me and you are going to try to decipher uh, what those are. And Trey Adams in the studio, I think, has a couple ready for. It. Well, what's the first coach quote we're going to do today? Oh yeah, so I deciphered the internet looking for the best and craziest coach comments. We're going to start with David Bennett, head coach of Coastal Carolina from 2003 to 2011. You need to be more like a dog. Oh, we don't need a, a bunch one. of cats in here. <laughs> I know that one. Wow. Yeah, he he huh? went on he went on to bark and meow and that that was one of the that's a great have you not seen that I think oh, I that may have YouTube seen it in passing yes oh that was phenomenal and he actually was was a, he actually made the fact we need some dogs and he's making weird sound effects well cats are quicker I think they're more agile dogs may be more vicious is what I think he may have been going after but you have to have I think you can have aspects of both a dog and a cat if you could like have a little bit. Like a, a dat or a car. I, I think he was more for the junkyard dog, the guy's protecting the yard, is going to bite you, as opposed to the cat that's going to sit on the lap and, and sleep all day and meow. Dude, I, I think that's what he was doing. are sharp. you got to be careful around a cat. I, I, mean, I don't know. I think that that's just, I don't know, maybe he's more of a dog guy. Again, I need to, this is why we're going to have Coach on to uh, decipher crazy Coach comments. So that was a good one to start with. What's the uh, other one? The other one, we're going to go into familiar territory for you, Jay. How about Bill Parcells, former head coach of the New England Patriots, made after this comment was made after the loss uh, in Super Bowl 31. If I'm going to be asked to cook the meal, I'd like to be able to pick the groceries. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. That's, that's, that's right groceries. before he left uh, to the Jets when uh, Bob Kraft would not allow him to be the GM. He just allowed him to be the coach, and then he since gave that up to when Belichick came. He gave him – all of those, but he basically, if he was going to cook, the maybe want to be allowed to pick the groceries to cook, and 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 that, and you see where he's coming from. Um, I mean, Bill Parcells has several. It's where somebody asked him about Terry Glenn, and he said, "Well, hopefully she'll be back next week." So I mean, he's wow. got he's got wow. some uh, classic comments, and certainly was uh, very quick uh, witted to come up with that. But that that's one where basically he was upset, right? I know where that's coming from. They were he wanted to get certain free agents. Yeah. They weren't getting those free agents. Yeah. And he wanted to be able to have more say. So at least I knew I, I know of that one. He wanted to have cameras in the press box fixed on the other sideline. And no, that was the other coach. Oh, I'm sorry, that was the other I was coach. That confusing was the, other coach. the two eras, John you know, re- regimes that were sorry. Clearly, you pull four team at loose. So okay. that's okay. It's all right. It happens. He wanted the balls to be deflated a bit more than the 12 psi. That listen, I will say oh, this. No, that wasn't there. It either. There oh, is no. a reason 
that the Patriots struggle in Miami and Denver, right? The humidity, you know what I'm saying? So the ball expands. So, so and you you're are in Denver, confirming. Saying, now, saying. you visited the New York or the New England Patriots yeah, so complex I did. earlier this I did. year. I did. I was there. Bob, Bob Sochi, the play-by-play guy, too. Yeah, yeah. sure did. And so you may have gotten some inside information about this actually happening, it sounds like, at least. Yeah, I'm just saying champions, championships, right? I mean – there's a at lot all of costs, listen, suppose, there's yeah. there's a lot of SEC schools that have those ripped away later but uh, just like Louisville basketball but they're still holding up those rings saying you could take the championship away but guess what I've still got the ring and everybody knows who won. That's all I'm saying. So with their own eyes I suppose that's true. Yeah. I'm excited for crazy coach Thursday because I am because this, I can't wait to get his take on half of these. This particular coach um, is very knowledgeable, uh, still working at a very high level, has seen a lot of things and does have a little bit of crazy to him. I was told by uh, Landon Owen Mm-hmm. Lando's land. Yesterday, his first appearance on the show, the Golf Crusade. Right, is the that's it, golf the Crusade, Golf Crusade. Yeah, yeah that, that's. I've been his, on that crusade. Uh, you have many times, I'm sure. I've only been on one round with him. It was about four or five holes to see the the pure debauchery on the course that was Jay Sandos and, and Landon Owen hacking it around. But he told me a story about Crazy Coach. I don't think I'm going to say it here. It's not. Are you saving it? I think I might save it because I got it from Landon's side. Now from Crazy Coach's side, I want to get it because the way Landon depicted everything, it fit Crazy Coach so well that I think him hearing it, I'd love to hear his reaction. So I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to save it for Crazy Coach, but we hope to have him next week. Yeah, Crazy Coach will be with us. He's uh, Unfortunately, as we were starting the podcast, he was on his annual golf trip. Apparently couldn't get 27 other guys to uh, change the week to accommodate us, and he wouldn't call us on the golf course, which I think and you think, would have been great podcast material, but uh, he didn't want to do that. I think not only great podcast material, uh, a very minor breach of his day, right? I mean, it takes a little bit of time, and he, uh, you and him are very good friends. So I would have thought, well, I thought you were at least. I, he couldn't go out of his way to just spare a couple of minutes. But uh, I'm not sure if you're going to be questioning him about that after this. But uh, no, that, I mean, that, so, you know, golf course uh, podcast, you know, up and coming big show that may one day have Tony Dungy and Dan Patrick and Bob Costas on it. I don't know. I think his priorities are a bit mixed up. We'll step aside for a timeout. When we come back, uh, we will go over four downs. So we'll have the four burning questions going in to uh, the weekend, the season, whatever it may be. But we'll have four downs coming up after this timeout. You are listening to Sandos and the Sidekick Podcast on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! 
the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now. Four. Now. Four. Now. Four. 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 Now. The what work is, of a truly disturbed mind, I think. There's no question about it. I think that uh, just a few issues were going on. That was the one that I made kind of towards the tail end of all the bumpers, and uh, clearly it got the best of me, this whole process of putting together a, uh, a radio show, podcast, Facebook live stream. Uh, there was a lot that went into it, and I'm not going to say I was out of ideas, but the creative juices were pretty sapped. So I think that uh, Britney Spears and me coming together on one track, I think a dream of many, and I had the chance to do that. So I'm going to go ahead and take that as the positive out of this. No? <laughs> no? Not so, it, huh? I was trying to wrap my head around you uh, and Britney Spears on the same track. And you could hear it. I mean, it was yeah. magic. No, I wasn't mean, it magic? I, I thought you guys were almost dancing at some point. In time, we were so. Verbally, absolutely. All right, four downs uh, is our segment here. Trey in the studio has got a couple of questions for us. Actually, four of them. That would make that sense. That would four make sense. And uh, we'll start with the first one. First down. All right, folks, let's get started here. We'll start with ETSU women's soccer. Will Eleonora Goldoni score a hat trick in any game this year? She achieved that feat last year against the Citadel on October 4th, 2017. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's no question in my mind, Eleonora Goldoni, women's soccer, ETSU, is one of the most talented scorers in the Southern Conference. Jermaine Siopasenwe last year um, was up in those ranks as well. And Haley Youngener at Wofford, she is back. Siopasenwe is gone from Sanford. So that leaves uh, Goldoni and Youngener. And what needs to happen for ETSU women's soccer right now is for Goldoni to get a little bit of help because they lost one to nothing to George Mason, 3-1 to Eastern Kentucky, Tennessee Tech 2-1, to and then two goals against Winthrop but dropped that one 3-2. to They're 0-4 right now after putting up four uh, goals against Appalachian State. So Eleonora Goldoni has so much talent and so much scoring ability. She just needs some other complementary pieces to get in offensively. The question is just will she have? One game of the hat trick? Yes. Is that correct? I believe she will. Then, uh, yes. Okay. Good, that's break, all, good, that's good breakdown by you. <laughs> good breakdown. I said, I'll go ahead and answer that question. Jay was like, no, 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 I can answer yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm boom, in there. Get, get the yes, 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 she will. Thank you. Thank all right, you, next. Jay. Second down. All right, now we move on to ETSU football. Will the Bucks rush for more than 150 yards this weekend? 
They were not able to achieve that last year, but their season high was 140 yards rushing against Limestone in the season opener last year. I mean, they only had four games total uh, over 100 yards rushing. Now, the year before that, they actually had a couple of games where they got over the 150 mark. So I'm, I'm going to say, matter of fact, the uh, uh, the first year Kentucky Wesleyan, Austin Herring set a quarterback record with about 144 yards by himself in that contest. So uh, I think the just things are a little different the way they want to do things. The line's a little more mature. Uh New line coach, new offense coordinator, Mike Rader, obviously new head coach, Randy Sanders, are going to try to be more offensive. So I would say no matter what you said, if something, something more offensive, I'm going to say yes, just because coaching philosophy is from a coach that was very defensive-minded oriented to a guy who spent a living being creative offensively and winning a couple national champions, a couple national championships, a couple number one draft picks. I mean, certainly his mind thinks of offense and scoring. That being said, I think that the offensive output can only go up just for the simple reason of that. So I'm going to say yes, they will. And I'm going to go further and say yes, they will in game one. I'm not going to say that they need to rush for 150 yards to beat Mars, so I don't think that's the case. I think Logan Marchie will be able to sit back and kind of pick apart that defense, though after talking to Tim Clifton earlier, I'm a little less confident that the defense is as porous as it appeared last year because they were missing so many starters. But I think in order to win as big as ETSU is expected to win and that fans want them to win, they will have to hold on to the ball a bit more and not let a passing attack last year that was so impressive. Uh, Mars Hill get the ball and really control the tempo and, and have a lot of the ball. Um, I think that ETSU is going to win handling, so I do think that they will rush for over 150 yards in game one. They'll be able to control place and they'll be able to do pretty much everything that they want to on offense um, in a game that I think is probably going to be a three or four touchdown victory. Third down. Now we stay in college football, but I'm going to ask you all, what is the game that you are you all are most interested in watching this weekend. I'll get mine out of the way first. Michigan, Notre Dame to see which program I'm going to hate more this year. <laughs> well, uh, mine's simpler. It's Citadel uh, Wofford. Uh, they've First of all, they have had a heated rivalry. They've had some games that have had controversy. It's certainly determined who's been the Southern Conference champion, not last year, but the two previous seasons before that. So two of the last three years, it's come down to those two teams for the conference uh, championship, and they're going to have to square off in week one just because, again, the way the Southern Conference schedule works, all those teams need to play a money game. They need to play an FBS team. Their games are going to come later in the season, so in order to accommodate that, they've had to play their game to start the year, and somebody's going to be behind the eight ball because certainly winning that game doesn't guarantee you anything, but losing that game early certainly puts you – behind all the other teams losing game one. And, it's again, it's a rivalry game. So I'm looking forward to Citadel at Wofford. How many interceptions does Shea Patterson throw this weekend? Seven? Oh, goodness. Not, no. <laughs> Seven in the first two, three no. games? Shea Patterson, Michigan no. quarterback? No. Notre Dame wins no. by three touchdowns? Well, four touchdowns? You know, yeah, listen, they, you know, I, Jim Harbaugh doesn't like to pass the salt. So if he could just run it 195 times, he would run it 195 times. So, um, uh, you know, he'll have one this weekend. Good luck. That's Good luck. That's it. All right. Fourth down. Now we move away from sports and we move towards music. What is your favorite musical genre and guilty pleasure in that genre? Well, you're a music expert, Jay. Please lead us off. I am awful at music. <laughs> I don't know. The ba- I, Go back to your childhood. Okay. What did you listen to I, that? I, well, what did I when listen you were a student to at ETSU, I know you love some old school Jay-Z. 
Uh, I do. You love Crazy in Love, Jay-Z and Beyonce. You're a big Crazy in Love fan. You know, I will say this. Got you when, looking when, so crazy right now. When people get in my car, they are amazed at the different styles of music that I will listen to. So I, one day you get my car, I've, I've got the Christian station on. Or some days you get my car, there's an old school hip-hop R&B station. Sometimes you get my car, I've got 80s uh, going. Sometimes I have heavy metal. So I, I'm... I don't have a particular genre I like, to be honest. Cause you I don't, don't have listen. any genres you well, like. I'll, okay. say, I'll say this. I 95% of the time in my car is sports radio and has been since I was a kid. So I am more sports-oriented. So I do know songs, but if people ask me who sings a song or who is this, generally don't know if they sing a couple bars of a song. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard that song or what. So I'm good at that. But I am awful at music. I, I'm terrible <laughs> if we were doing a trivia show i would be the worst partner maybe in the history of trivia show partners well i'll give you an idea of just how wide ranging and somewhat embarrassing i think some people would say that my music tastes are i have two pandora stations yes i still listen to pandora not spotify i know i'm like 10 years behind the times rick ross pandora and sure. that's like pretty thug type rap and then uh katie perry Pandora. So I'm I'm really strong in the top 40. Love me some Maroon 5 and Kiss. <laughs> I've crossed the line, haven't I? I've totally crossed the line. You can, you can, well, I was trying to hold it together when you, when you said Katy, Katy Perry. Katy Perry has loads of musical talent. Sure, sure. Teenage Dream is a great song. <laughs> Did, well, this, right on cue with that one, I suppose. This is from the guy who wears a schmidi. Now, now, here's one other thing. I was in the band for about 10 years in uh, high school, elementary school, middle school. I still, because when you're actually in band, they make you play some of those songs you're going to perform. Because there's about six or seven songs a concert, at least when I was back in high school. They make you play them four or five times a day for an entire semester because you got two concerts throughout the year. So you're playing those songs three, four hundred times. I still... To this exact moment, it's going through my head right now. There will be, like, Strathcaron and, like, some of those March songs. Those still come up in my head, and I'm not really mad about it. I, I have a soft spot for March music and uh, band-type music as well. So my tastes also very wide-ranging. I'd say less from you. I am way more of a music guy. I don't despise music the way you're making it sound like you despise music. I love many genres, and I'll just sweep this under the rug very quickly. I'm not a big country fan. Nah, I'm okay with okay. that. Alabama. There's, okay, a, there's, a, a, few, Alabama no, I mean, there's sure. a few songs that I am a big fan of. But remember, You're I'm not from, a Kenny Chesney Well, fan? I'm from Minneapolis, and, you know, I, I, Kenny Chesney's great ETSU alum. Uh, I'll buy a CD when I go out right now if CDs are still <laughs> a thing. Uh, or an 8-track or whatever it is. So Chesney, absolutely. But I'm from Minneapolis, and country is not big up there. So being transplanted into this part of the country, I'm starting to come around, but I'd still say it's pretty low on my list. Trey, you can go ahead and hit the close. I know we don't have, like, an exact – time frame today that we were going towards since we were a little bit late, but another hour of Santos and the Psychic in the books, another big show tomorrow. Yeah, let's talk about it tomorrow. Um, we will have a, a special segment, Bold Predictions for the weekend, so we got to talk about that. We'll continue to break down ETSU and Mars Hill. We'll get you set for Saturday's contest and really talk about the weekend in general, but I'm kind of looking forward to bold predictions and uh, seeing bold where that goes for us. Prediction. It did not go well last week for us, but the big thing is getting you ready. Mars Hill, ETSU football, plus we'll talk about the other uh, events going on, soccer, volleyball, cross country, all in full swing for ETSU. So all that and more next week on Sandos and the Sidekick, Episode 4. Don't forget to download it on iTunes. You can also get it on SoundCloud, and we'll be back tomorrow on Facebook Live. Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network.